is beautifully done, and uh, I, I have to say that I, I like the leftover from Twang Tuesday as the bumper music. It was excellent, and um, I'm assuming Die Hard is among the top five Christmas movies. Declan? I'm sorry, Al, did you say you assume it is or is not? I assume it is. Oh, well, listen, you're going to have to tune into the declination segment when he makes us uh, sing some of the Christmas tree list. Look forward to it. It'll be a highlight of my day, sir. Ty, do you remember when Die Hard came out by any chance? Yes. Yeah, I do. I used to. I I drove everyone around me crazy uh, because I would say, whenever I saw them, I'd say, come out to the coast, get together, we'll have a few laughs. And I thought it was hilarious. It was not hilarious, but I thought it was. So probably if you knew me, you heard that 10,000 times just walking down the hallway when it came out. Now, I will just say this. That movie came out on July 12th and then July 15th. I don't know how many Christmas movies actually come out on those days in the middle of the summer, but we're going to have to find out if uh, Declan classifies it as a Christmas movie because that's a hot take that's probably been done way too many times. Did did we not see the movie? The, the movie's clearly a Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a sort of a takeoff on It's a Wonderful Life. You've got a, you know, there's some a poetic license in there, but it's it's pretty clearly a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie that's set during Christmas, but we'll, we'll save that for another day, Al. We got more important things to discuss, like this one. Stuart Skinner, last night, Al, a lot of people, and I, I think it doesn't help when you see what Vasilevsky did on the other end for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but there's a lot of people texting in right now kind of thinking, could fatigue start to become a problem for Stuart Skinner? And then you've kind of got the guy who hasn't really proven it in Calvin Pickard. Uh, what do you do between the pipes on Saturday and any concern for you with Stuart Skinner, keeping in mind that they just won eight in a row? No, I, I think that, that the, the the smart people tell me that sample size is important and 20 games is the, the minimum you go in sample size. We have the last two years of Stuart Skinner's career, one of which he saved the order's ass a year ago when Jack Campbell couldn't play. And, He's about a 9-15 to 9-20 goalie. Now, this year, in the last eight games, I think he's 9-17, something like that. And he's recovering. He may not end up at 9-14 or 9-16 this year because of the slow start. He had a tough playoff. It sometimes happened. There's, you know, sophomore jinx and a bunch of other things. But Stuart Skinner is the best available. I think at some point, probably at the deadline or near, they'll add another goaltender. It might be James Reimer of Detroit falls out of it or maybe they'll make a deal with san jose uh toward the deadline but right now mr skinner is clearly the best option in the last eight games i think his save percentage is you know it, it's a good one last night included he didn't have a good third period uh it was disappointing everybody wanted the record he's disappointed he took ownership of it what i find very interesting about not all but some owner fans is the delight with which they just hammer him online uh, right now, and I mean, earlier this year it was Evan Bouchard. Uh, right now it's Ryan McLeod, and now Stuart Skinner gets his share of it. The owners are on a tremendous winning streak, and I would just encourage everybody who isn't that way just to enjoy the ride and understand that sometimes you have a night that isn't yours. And in Stuart Skinner's case, it was one period. It was the third period. It happens. It's not great. You have to endure it and move on. And and. You know, I suspect they'll be playing very they, – the team itself played very well, and that's the good indicator. Sometimes things don't go your way. They had a lot of luck earlier in this run. It kind of came due last night. 
move on, and I hope fans do as well. I think they will. I, I give them the 24 hours, and then you move on, and then we'll already be prepping for the Florida Panthers on Saturday night, and now the Florida Panthers uh, in a in a mini stretch, but they're not playing great. We just had George Richards on the show. He brought up the fact that they haven't scored a goal in the week. They're coming off two straight 4 nothing losses. Uh, when you look at this Florida Panthers team, and, and I always just think of the roster, and maybe guys who have underperformed this year, but Kachuk, Bennett, guys who are going to make this game fun because they're going to be running around. We know they're going to hear it from the crowd. Uh, what are you looking for in this game on Saturday with the Florida Panthers in town? Well, for the Oilers, I think the structure that they've shown and, and held here uh, for since the, the new coaching staff took over is such a delight. I, I can tell you I've seen the Oilers since the WHA days, and it's very rare to have this kind of a, a, a defense. There's, there is a, a distinct quality to the top four defensemen. The third pairing is doing well. Uh, but Matthias Ekholm was a massive acquisition by Ken Holland, uh, and he helped last year and into the playoffs. And once he got healthy this year, he helped again. Evan Bouchard is flourishing. The top pairing, I mean, you know, Cody CC did not play the Kucherov goal well last night. Elite players make you look foolish. Oiler fans cheer when Connor McDavid does it to other defensemen. And in the case of Kucherov, he made Cody CC look average or below on that one play, that's the game. It's a game of mistakes, and last night the Oilers made some. But, man, I love the way the defense is playing right now. They're aggressive. They used to say back in the old days the defense is playing on their on their toes instead of on their heels. And the idea is you're aggressive, you're making plays, you're taking that one or two heartbeats to make the best play. I love watching them. I, I, I mean, anybody who's seen this team since 2006 after Pronger left has to be in love with this defense right now. Here's a random question for you, Al. What's Evan Bouchard's next contract going to look like? Well, it's so large that they're <laughs> going to have to probably decide between Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard. I mean, I it would it be nine? I'm not. You know, it depends on how long it is, and they do have some RFA years to buy, but it's going to be a large number. And the the good thing is the text line at Sports fourteen forty will be busy for days after it's signed, and I, I think there is a pressure point here. Maybe maybe they keep the two defensemen and trade one of the forwards, but the Oilers are going to be very top-heavy depending upon the cap at that time, depending upon how high it is. Uh, with the two defensemen, Nurse making whatever it is, 9.25, or I can't remember now, and then probably Bouchard in that range. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to throw that one out there because that's a problem that is, you know, two years away, year and a half, whatever it might be, but people are going to start to talk about that. The more Bouchard continues to light it up offensively. This one came in here. Uh, I don't know if this is the right text line or not. In any case, I just wanted to make sure Alan knew that he jinxed it. I do recall hearing him say, what Tampa needs is for Vasilevsky to stop 50. Thanks, Al. No name on that one, but uh, you called it. <laughs> well, I, I did, but I, I also, um, I have no special powers. The fact <laughs> that I said it didn't mean he was going to go do it. I said what, what Tampa Bay needed was for him to do that. And, and he's a great goalie. You know, I, I will say this. I'm a, I'm a fan of Stuart Skinner, and I believe in him. But if they could go get Vasilevsky or Vasilevsky goaltending level, and they could get a right-hand defenseman like Tanev and offload, you know, CeCe, I, I like those players, but you would certainly upgrade. The problem is in the cap world, Name a goaltender you can afford who is guaranteed to do what Vasilevsky does. The answer is nobody. And 
um, you know, I mean, the response would be, well, they should have traded or should have uh, 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 drafted Jesper Wallstead. But Wallstead, at last I checked, he hadn't played in an NHL game yet. So I know a lot of their fans are upset about the goaltending, but I would suggest to you that Stuart Skinner saved this team's ass a year ago, and he's on the way to doing it again. And I, I mean, I loved his comments post game. There was no beating around the bush. He said, "It is on me." Uh, I want to see how he responds. That's the next thing from it. And you're right. If even if there was Jesper Wallstedt, then we're probably talking about rushing him up there, and and maybe he's not ready. Maybe the pressure's there. I totally agree with you, Al. Thank you for doing this. Now, did my L.A. Chargers make the right decision by firing Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco today? Well, you're such a class guy asking <laughs> me when the real answer is in you. Do you think they did the right thing? I do think they did the right thing. I thought it was going to happen after the season, to be totally honest with you. I thought that had they been able to keep that game within 20, maybe Staley would still be the head coach. I thought they might just ride it out with him. I thought it was a clear indication that he had lost the team losing that poorly. Well, the the, the Chargers, when they were the best, they were Eric Coriel. And I think they've got a quarterback to do that. But they, they have to improve the defense. And I think that this everybody kept saying, oh, they're, they, they, they're genius. Well, I, I see a lot of people go to the Chargers and they play defense and they're never the same. So I question the genius. And I think there's a the Chargers probably have more room to grow than any terrible team in the NFL. That's my opinion. We just need that Nick Sirianni guy to come back to Los Angeles. I was a huge a fan of him as an offensive coordinator for the Chargers. No chance. And they just no let chance. him walk. It was awful. Well, Al, Where is, uh, he now? Where is he now, Connor? Well, some might say he's the head coach of the biggest frauds in the NFL, but I don't ah. I don't go that route. That's not that's just what people are saying. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, when they win the division, we'll talk again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be yeah, I cannot wait for the NFC playoffs. It's going to be a bloodbath and I'm going to love every second of it. Al, are you hopping on with Craig today? Are you okay to do that? I I think I am. Just let me know the time ish. 5:25. We'll we'll pencil you in and uh we'll send over some soup and tea. Beautiful. I'll be ready just before 6. Thanks, Ben.